It's time for the View in Your Mirror podcast. I'm Katie Harms, and along with Lisa Rubin, we help you check in and curate the best possible you and the best view in your mirror. We share tips, tricks, and strategies from our 35 plus years in our respective industries. We talk about your day from morning to night and everything in between. We share our uniqueness, relish in our shared experiences. Along the way, we share conversation with fabulous people who give us their own thought-provoking insights. So come along as we help you hone the best view in your mirror. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Yes, good morning, Katie. (laughs) How are you in all parts of you? Well, at least I made you laugh before we came on today. (laughs) I just think that in the world of podcasts and delighting our listeners, our loyal listeners, I really, really want you to say what you said Right before we started recording. No. We're talking about this shirt I have on. So I complimented you on the shirt you're wearing, and you said, you made me buy this. And I said, yes, I did. And I actually had the same shirt, but my breasts have continued to grow throughout the summer. I said, boom. (laughs) First of all, you said, I have that shirt. Yes, I did say that. No, I did not say I have that shirt. I said I had that right. shirt. Exactly. Yes. yes. You had this shirt. I said you made me buy this shirt. I didn't hear a compliment in there, but I'll take it. I said it looks nice on you. Oh, fabulous. I missed it. I was too busy laughing over your boob comment. Yes, I said that my boobs are like chia pets this summer. They just keep growing. I think <laughs> I'm going through menopause all over again. That is exactly what I said. (laughs) You know, they talk about the fact that your nose and your ears keep growing. I have not heard that your boobs keep growing, but I know this to be true from experience. Yes, they do keep growing. Oh, it's so great to be a woman. Yes. But we're not going to have that whole conversation today, Kate. All the things we celebrate. Um, (laughs) Yes, we do celebrate all of them. This is the wonderful thing why we continue to talk about getting on a mission and getting on a path to continually reevaluate what you've got in your wardrobe. And I was over at one of my daughter's houses and she, maybe they all do this, I, I don't know, but the one keeps a permanent basket in her closet for things that are being donated. No, that's your daughter. That's what I said. Yeah, but- Everybody does not do that. That's just no, your I daughter because you've trained her very well. Right. I, well, I did, I have never done that. And so that's a her training me. I said what I meant was maybe all of my daughters do it. I have just noticed it by helping one daughter get ready for the impending birth of baby number two and helping her clean out and go through processes. She said, that. oh, that's my donate basket that stays in there permanently. And when it gets filled up, then I take it and donate and go from there, which I thought, well, what a great idea. Plus, it always keeps you knowing that that's a possibility. I think that's a fantastic idea. I do not know one other person in any closet I've ever done over the last 39 years that has that. And I am going to encourage that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully, you won't pull things out this much. (laughs) But but really, it's she and her husband. I think she's training her husband to do it. I think this is a guy thing. Sorry, I'm going to be very um, stereotypical here. But I do think, you know, every single T-shirt you had from that has logos and, and all of that invokes some sort of a memory for you doesn't need to stay in your closet. And I know I'm not speaking to the choir because we probably don't have a lot of male listeners. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we do, but... Maybe I'm just giving the significant others a good laugh. I think your daughter's idea was a great idea. Men do it a little differently. Yes, they do. <laughs> and we love them. Yes, they just, but it's it's okay. Not always. Not when you're trying, you're trying to Listen, I got Dana. He has been on a tear once we, this is interesting. I said to him, okay, will you let me go after your side of the closet if I promise not to throw anything away? So when you come home, you can go through and see what's still in there. I did this when he came home and I had him go into the closet first. I said, go in and see what's all there and tell me what's missing. 
and he couldn't. Wow. He couldn't tell me what was missing. But did he actually really look? He did. He pulled one thing out of the items that I had taken out of his closet. And a lot of it was, you know, I folded his t-shirts, put them in the envelope style folding, the Marie Kondo facing up so you could pull them up and out of the drawer, did a lot of that. And then it's sort of grown into other areas. It's grown into the suits. Can we now maybe talk about getting rid of some of the suits? And we brought some things over to Reza for tailoring. It's like a whole new world in that closet, both sides. And now he thinks he has brand new wardrobe. He ha- he does. He's like, I said, now see, when we're looking for that pair of pants, when you you know quickly need a decent black pair of pants, you had them in here. They just needed to be helmed. <laughs> need to, to be looked at. Yeah. All right. We're going to switch gears a little bit Barbara, because yeah. we're going to talk about travel mm-hmm. because we have a wonderful, fabulous guest coming on today that we'll talk about in a little bit. But I want to talk to you a little bit about travel organization, Katie. Okay. So when you're getting ready for a trip, what is your process for a trip other than like a weekend? How do I get ready for a trip? If you're asking me how I do it in the Lisa approved no, way, or how I'm I asking really you how I really do it. <laughs> I would like to say that I think about it a week ahead, set everything aside, put it in. But I'm generally a last minute packer. You're a last minute everything. But when you do it, when you get a little more organized, when you're going on a long trip or you're going on a trip outside of the country and you have to think about things that maybe aren't at your beck and call if something should come up, do you do things any differently? Well, yeah, I do. If I'm going on an international trip or it's, I'm trying We haven't had one for a year, a long international trip. And on that trip, I definitely did pack ahead because I was doing it all in carry-on and it was 10 days. So it it was a good long trip. And so for me, I needed to pare down, pare down, pare down, really think about, I mean, things went in, things came out, thought about outfits, thought about wardrobes. So it was a, a multi-day process. But did you think that once you got on your trip and you did go through all those processes that it all worked for you? Or did you two, three days in go, God, I wish I would have checked my suitcase. I don't have this. I don't have that. No, I found that I even overpacked in that what I ended up wearing. Interesting. I didn't think, God, I wish I would have checked. I was very thankful when we had connecting flights when we were going through Paris airport that I could take everything with me. And I suppose if it would have checked, it would have gone through, but it was, it got there when I got, you know, I was just happy to have it all to know that I wasn't going to be thinking, geez, when I get, we were going to Croatia, that is it going to show up? I had it all there. Well, that's good. And to your point, I had the roll on and then I had the Low and Sons bag that slips over the handle of the roller bag. And then I carried a crossbody bag, but that crossbody bag fit in the Low and Sons bag very easily so that I wasn't one of those people at the end of the or at the flight as you're getting on and it happens continuously. Ma'am, you have three pieces of luggage. You're going to have to put one, you know, it just was a, like, we all should know that now, right? Two pieces of luggage when you're walking on that plane. So however you do it, make it easy for yourself, right? Everybody else. Right. So I just want to run through a few things for those that haven't listened to the packing episode is some suggestions I have for when you're traveling. And one of the biggest things I talk about with all my clients is having an airplane outfit. And that airplane outfit has to be extremely comfortable, easy to wash if you get to your location. And it's the same outfit that you wear home. And I always tell people to layer it up because airplanes can be cold and you can always take off a jacket once you get on a plane. You can always take clothes off. So put some layering pieces on and that actually helps with the packing too if you're going to not check your suitcase. And the other thing would be to wear your heaviest shoes on the plane 
or your bulkiest shoes because those take up a lot of room in a suitcase. And depending on what season you're going, so if you're now it's fall and winter, everyone wants to put boots on unless they're going somewhere warm. So put your boots on the plane because if it is a long flight, you're probably going to take your boots off, put them underneath, and just wear your socks. So that's where please have socks on if you do that. Please have socks on. Right. We've all sat by someone that doesn't and stinky feet. But those are some suggestions. Now, one of the suggestions I'm going to say has nothing to do with packing, but if you are leaving the country, make sure that your passport is not going to expire within six months. Six months. Yep. Because I just was with a client the other day whose husband, they are supposed to leave and go somewhere in six months and his passport is going to expire. And he just found that out and they are leaving in 10 days. No. So now what? Well, I'm not you know, an expert on this, but I do know that there's places you can go pay an expedited fee. I know you can go to Chicago, but I just heard there's somewhere in Minnesota you can also go. I don't know where that is, but I would definitely look at your passport because that's a big problem. And then if you are going to check your luggage because you just can't do that carry-on or you're going to be gone a long time, a couple suggestions I'm going to make is buy air tags and put them in your checked bag. They work like a charm. You'll know where your bag is. Even though you don't have it, you know where it is. And it helps when you get to the baggage people after you've waited in line two hours to talk to someone that you can actually show them on your phone. Oh, seriously. Um, so it'll show where it shows exactly where it is. Wow. So wow. that also helps. Now, some airlines, you know, they scan your luggage and you will know that way too. But you just don't know when you're in these smaller locations, when you've landed, that really can help. Also medicine. I always tell people to pack every medicine that you possibly would need if you're leaving our country because it's very hard to get in another country. And that way you don't have a problem other than prescription medication. Another small thing is women's feminine products. I tell clients who need them, do not assume you're going to be able to buy those outside of the United States of America. They are different. They're hard to get. And please remember that. So if it's going to be your time of the month, be traveling, pack what you need. It is a problem. Those are kind of some things that I wanted to talk about that people just don't think about ahead of time if they're in a rush. And I always tell people five to seven days from a trip, you should start laying things out so that you can take away, you can go, oh my God, I forgot pants. You know, like if you just kind of keep laying things out, then it's much easier to pack and have a color theme. You know, if you're a person that likes to wear black then make it all work with black. If you're a person that likes navy, pick or khaki, pick a color and then work your all your clothes around it. What's interesting to me too is don't go buy a bunch of new stuff. Because the problem is, then you want to bring all the new stuff, but it's not necessarily cohesive unless you really have a plan or you're working with you to how to put it together. Go with what's Definitely. comfortable and what you know works because nobody's seen it, right? Exactly. Unless you're going away for a wedding weekend and then you have your outfits planned for the nights and you have your shoes then do the workaround with everything else. Like how much are you really going to be using clothes that isn't part of the party night, right? 100%. You're going to wear an outfit when you come in. You're going to wear that same outfit when you leave. So maybe you need two outfits in between. I mean, really think about it. Yeah. And those people that you see don't know your outfits that you wore yesterday at home. Exactly. Exactly. I always say pick your favorites. Mm -hmm. of what makes you feel good and confident and bring those on your trip. I said that before in our last podcast, but people don't think about that. You're right. They go and they buy all new stuff. And don't go buy brand new shoes to take on a trip. Bad idea, everybody. Very bad if idea. If you want to get shoes for a trip because you're going to be doing a lot of walking, hiking, then wear them around for at least two weeks before you leave. Or you're going to have blisters everywhere. And that's something you pack, Band-Aids. 
moleskin also, because even if you pack the most comfortable shoes, if you're wearing them a lot, if you're doing a lot of hiking, you're doing all of that, pack a little moleskin because you can get hot spots. Yeah, very true. Those are a couple little tips and tricks for packing. And, you know, I have a lot of clients right now that are starting to do a lot of business travel. It's going back to what they did before COVID. And I'm actually doing more of that than I am shopping for clients. You're seeing more of that. Yeah. And so I'm helping them with the process again. It's like they never traveled and they used to travel all the time. And they have events and they have speaking engagements and they have meetings and they're so overwhelmed with what to do. So I'm trying to help them think in a different way when they're doing their clothes. Lisa, how many people that you work with keep like travel toiletries packed or those things that, I mean, it would be easy to have a little thing of aspirin, Tylenol, NIS. Well, I, I recommend Band-Aids, it. That type of stuff. I, I always recommend it. I show them like what I do. I just keep it in my low and sense bag. Okay. And then before I leave on a trip, I'm like, oh my God, you know what? I used a little more gas on the last trip. I better <laughs> reload, you know, but I don't really know if they do what I suggest. Right. I don't really look at that stuff and I don't pack them. I show them how to pack mm-hmm. and we lay all the clothes out. We, I put post-it notes on everything, especially if they're doing like a board meeting or they're doing a three-day business trip. I go day one, day two, day three, dinner. And so then they have it in their phone. So when yeah. they're ready to pack, that's so smart. It's 10 minutes. It's that's 10 so minutes. Smart. And you can do that yourself. I could do that myself. I can, right. as I'm laying things out, because not always... You know, what on the Croatia trip, we were on a small ship for a part of it. So there's not a lot of space. So you hang up what you can, something stayed in the suitcase. So remembering what's where makes a difference too, or how you're going to wear it or what. Yeah, that taking a picture of it is, I mean, we have the computer in our hand. We might as well use it as such. Yeah. And I think that business travel is different than when you're taking an actual vacation in terms of how your brain works. Because when I help my clients, if they don't feel confident in what they're wearing, they don't show up their best, right? When you're on a trip, your mindset is very different than when you're going to be speaking to 1500 people, or you're going to be in a board meeting, or you're going to be making some big decisions. The process of packing is the same, but the way you make the decision is very different. Good point. Well, listen, our guest... And if you're going to tag into our guest is going to help create some more space in your luggage. We are having Sari Gaines on today. I'm very excited to have her on. She was born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota. Sari attended the University of Michigan for college. She then went to live in Seville, Spain, Austin, Texas, Amsterdam, San Francisco before returning home base. She is a traveler at heart which was sparked on a mission trip to Guatemala in high school, would take a few years to realize she could develop her passion for travel and connecting the world to a business. She started an amazing underwear made for the women on the go under the name Ierly, was rebranded in 2014 to Urban Undercover. It was then that Sari really merged her passion for travel and human connection across the globe with building a business, passionate, About encouraging experiences and adventures, Urban Undercover designs versatility and timeless everyday essentials made to take you anywhere in your where your journey goes. Let's take a quick break and we'll welcome Sari onto our podcast. Are you ready to elevate your jewelry and gift buying experience? Then you need Continental Diamond. Since 1981, Helene and Jimmy Pessis have been operating Continental Diamond. Their staff is highly trained, exceptional, and have been with them for many years, and they will help you find the exact right gift. For the past 13 years, Continental Diamond has been named Minnesota Bride's Best Jeweler. Beyond engagement rings, they have a large selection of fashion jewelry, timepieces, and they have one of the most experienced service departments around. You can visit them online at continentaldiamond.com. Go in and 
give yourself the gift of that experience. It's a special place located just 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, right outside the West End. Plan your visit. Continental Diamond. ContinentalDiamond.com. Welcome, Sari, onto our podcast. We are so happy to have you. I just want to say you and I met in 2013, 2014, but I did not know that when I was investigating having you on the podcast. And then after our conversation, we realized that we had talked many years ago and I actually sold a lot of your underwear to clients of mine. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And so I just want to go back to how you got started and why you decided to do this and then let us know what you're doing now. Yeah. So our brand is Urban Undercover and we design and develop uh, travel apparel and accessories for women. But I started as a brand actually called Irely, I-R-E-L-Y. And it was solely underwear. It was kind of, you know, I didn't really know at that time that I wanted to start a full business. So I kind of was like, oh, let's create underwear and I'll call it this um, cool name, Irely, which is a combination of Ireland and Italy, which is where I'm from. So uh, or my, where my family is from, I should say, not me. Um, and so I did, I started with uh, really comfortable, pretty everyday underwear for women, because at that time, Spanx was really making a big impact in the market and another brand where it was one size fits all. So it was missing this middle piece where would, it was comfortable everyday underwear because one size doesn't fit all. And at that time, Spanx was really the shapewear and very fitting, and you didn't want to wear that every day. So I was trying to develop kind of this middle ground underwear. And as we kept going, people loved loved our underwear, which was great. And they all had a really unique and still do feature of a fold and gold pocket. It's really discreet and sits in the small of your back. So I saw, I kept, you know, people were like, these are great. Keep, keep going with underwear, underwear. And... I just couldn't see myself strictly in lingerie or intimate apparel. And so really had to kind of sit down and think about what it was that was the driving passion for me and why and what I truly wanted to build. And that's when I, it was 2014, actually, when I decided that my passion for travel could be what the basis for this business is. So, and the underwear have always been made to pack and go easily. So it fit right in and we just kept building from, or I just kept building from there. After the underwear, what was your next piece or bag or, but what was your next thing that you tried? We did do some more intimate stuff. So we had a great bralette that matched the underwear, you know, and at that time they were lace, well, a combination of lace and then a a nylon. And then I did a cami, which people really liked, but it was really still more in the lingerie line. And then when I started to do more, think more about the travel, it really opened up what I, like my, my ideas. And, you know, people are like, oh, did you ever think you'd be a designer? And I really kind of don't think of myself as a designer. I think of myself more as a problem solver. And that's where the travel, like what makes it easier, how to, how to pack, what, what's most comfortable, what's the, you know, it's, it's solving all those problems. And one of them was that you were always freezing. I, I learned the hard way to uh, pack less, not more. I was I used to be a chronic overpacker. So I was like, well, I don't want to bring a blanket with me, but I, you know, I'm freezing on the claim, going someplace warm, but I don't want, you know, what do you do? So um, I developed the Everyday Travel Wrap, which has been a huge um, seller for us. And it's designed to be, it's got the, you know, longer fronts, which has been around for a while, but we went really long in the front so that you had a blanket that covered your legs. And then just because of the design, um, we discovered when kind of developing it and everything, or I discovered with developing it, and I should say some of our customers too, feedback from our customers that different ways to wear it. So it became a really, really great piece for not only just wearing on the airplane and, you know, to your destination, to and from, I should say, but at your destination, because it gives you multiple looks, multiple options of wear. What kind of material the so that was another learning point for you know as i when i first started i really wasn't concerned about that i didn't really think about but as i was traveling more and as the business was growing and you know we're, like we're a small business i i saw some you know i learned more about fabrics and i was learning more about waste and i was seeing more as i was traveling about what trash and waste is doing to our planet so as i've been developing this that has become a really big 
and we're learning as we go continually, but that has become a really important piece to us is to use eco-friendly fabrics or made in a way, um, also, you know, ethical factories in their practices, but, you know, just the fabrics that are used that they are eco-friendly. And like I said, we're learning a lot, but the everyday travel wrap is a bamboo, fast growing plant. So it's a great, it has many awesome properties just naturally inherent, which are like antibacterial. It's great for a traveler, antibacterial, odor resistant and breathe. So aside from being an eco-friendly fabric, it's got a lot of awesome properties for the traveler. But we're using a couple other like our underwear line now uses a recycled nylon, which is they t- they harvest fishing nets from the ocean. The fishermen, like a lot of times they just drop and leave their fishing nets. And it's just all kinds of creates all kinds of havoc for the ocean and our planet. So they harvest those and bring them up. And then I'm not exactly sure the process. I, it's one of the things that I really would like to learn and go see sometime. But they take all that nylon and spin it into fabric. So they're reusing it. That you're using on the underwear, yeah. Which talk to me more about this pocket because in my mind I'm thinking, okay. okay, it folds into itself. So after you're done wearing, it folds into itself. Mm-hmm. You can tuck it away without putting it in anything else necessarily. Exactly. So it, it's just a small little pocket, and it sits in this in the small of your back. Um, and you can't tell it's there because of you know you have that natural curve there. So even though you have just a little bit more fabric there, you have no idea. And you basically just kind of flip it inside out and tuck all the underwear in. And there's two different flaps, and you can fold it over one way, and you know if they're clean, and you fold it over the other way, and you know if they're dirty. So it's great for packing. You don't have to bring another bag for your underwear or anything like that, but also just kind of every day on the go because, you know, if you do have to change on the go, which often as travelers, you know, you've you've been on a flight for eight hours. It feels really good to get off that flight, run into the bathroom and change your underwear and throw it in your bag or whatever. So if you do, you fold the underwear into themselves and it's not going to get the rest of your bag dirty, which is really kind of nice. And if anybody happens to see them, they have no idea that they are underwear. So, Sari, let's also talk about this very wonderful added bonus to your underwear, because every woman would love this added bonus. Yes. So we did add a leak resistant liner and it's not a leak proof. So it doesn't, you know, there are lots of brands out there that are doing a nice job of doing, you know, what they refer to as period underwear. And ours aren't that. They just offer a measure of protection for everyday wear just because we are women and it's nice to have for for any sort of incident. But, you know, we always have travel in mind. And so when I'm thinking of that, you know, it's after a long flight or you get to a city and you're not exactly sure where the bathroom is or, you know, things like that. So it's just the makeup of women. It's nice to have a little bit of extra built-in protection. So it's just a little thin layer. And it's it's wonderful. I mean, I actually have your underwear. Well, thank you. I do use it for traveling. Thanks. And I do fold it up and put it in its pocket. Yeah. And I can tell everybody that, you know, if you get, like, you can get your three pack, right? You can put a little three pack of underwear in even a little, like, snack size Ziploc baggie. Yeah. And, yeah. and stick it in your handbag or whatever. It's really nice. It's almost like this insurance policy, like, oh, I got another pair of underwear on me. Nobody knows it's underwear. But if I have an issue, I can just take it out. Totally. So it's got to be a lot nicer than wearing a pad. Oh, yeah. I want to know if you get discounts for ordering in bulk. You do. So we do the three pack that Lisa was just talking about. So you do get a discount for buying more. And as we add color and we kind of do new things, we'll be toying with that as well. But yeah. And it's just, yeah, I love the idea of it being an insurance uh, (laughs) policy. That's kind of nice. Uh, a fun thought, but it is true that like where I originally was thinking of this, it was, you know, fold and go before I really married the whole idea of travel with it. It was always meant to be on the go just because we are busy women, you know, uh, running from here to there, job to job, kids pick up, you know, all the things. And if you can, if you've had a long day at work and you need to run to dinner or do something and you don't get to go home, if you can change your underwear and brush your teeth, you really feel just so much more refreshed. So that's kind of where that came from was that you could always just have a pair to make yourself feel better. And also, I wanted to say that on your website, the models that you use to represent your underwear with your bra, your bralette, I think it's fantastic that you photographed all women in all sizes. And are those 
actual just real women that you asked to do this. Yeah. And yep, good, I, good for them for doing it. Totally. Totally. I was like, so I put out a, uh, you know, an all call and kind of sent it to our email and put it out on our social media that we were looking for people. And the amount of responses that I got was really, really amazingly overwhelming. And the women, that photo shoot, I was in tears. I just was so proud of these women who are, I mean, they're beautiful from the outside. You can see that from the photos, but they're just such amazing humans with big souls, big hearts, big, just big dreams. They just were really, really cool. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. So it just was really fun and I hope to do it again soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a great photo. It's a Thank great you. photo. So I really compliment you on doing that. And back to the bra, because I, <laughs> I'm all about that. I mean, you say that it has support. I do not have your bra, but yeah. would you say it's more like a workout bra, or would you say that it has more support than that? No, it does, definitely isn't like that. I wouldn't even actually say it's like that because the material isn't the same. It's it's more, It the reason it has support is because it is a really good, that recycled nylon, so it doesn't stretch out. It's not gonna, you know, throughout the day, all of a sudden give you, all of a sudden be too loose or anything. And we use really good elastic with adjustable straps and not all bralettes have adjustable straps. So there's a good elastic on the shoulders and then there's good elastic around the rib cage underneath your chest. So basically when you can adjust your correct kind of hold on your shoulder straps, it's not going to slide up on you, the elastic around your chest. So you can give it a good pull. It's going to pull the um, nylon nice and tight and then that elastic underneath your chest will hold. So I wouldn't say though, I mean, it doesn't have, you know, there's quite a bit of engineering that goes into a true like molded bra and then as well as some of the sports bras and athletic wear and everything. So I wouldn't say it's that, but it's got more hold than you would think of a typical bralette. No, I think it's a great travel one. I mean, you yeah, know, thank you. on airplanes, travel days, in and out of airports well, and, and things like that. Yeah. And I've had people send us photos, which is really fun. They've used, because our, it's just a really, the design we used, and this was done intentionally. It's very different. We started, the underwear we started with was our lace underwear, and we will go back to that at some point. People loved that. It was a combination of lace and nylon, but we will do that again. But I did this line very intentional the way it is because it's a little bit more versatile. So they're bonded, not sewn. So you're not going to see any lines, whereas lace, you can see a little bit of lines and they're sewing. And then the I've had people send us pictures, which is really great because they've come across water on a hike or something and decided, well, I'm going to get in. I mean, because the underwear and bralette didn't look all that different from a really, you know, streamlined bikini. And so it kind of it ha and this was done intentionally so that if you happen to be out because we kind of want all of our products to have that versatility of, you know, so you can pack less and do more. So if you are out on that hike and you want to take off your shirt, it's not going to appear to others like you're in your, just your bra. You know, it's a, just kind of a, almost like a really short crop top kind of, and it's, I think a really classic, pretty piece. Yeah. Especially if you're in all black, I mean, it yes. wouldn't be any different than a bathing suit. Yep, exactly. But you have some other great products that you've come up with. Um, well, thank you. About Let's talk about your towel topper. What a great idea to, first of all, bring on your own, but secondly, yes. as a great gift to give to girlfriends or a bachelorette party or a girl's trip or whatever it may be, because you have really cute sayings on them too, but explain <laughs> what it is. And it has many uses. I mean, yes, it's actually it very versatile. Yeah. So the towel topper, they are elastic and Velcro bands that wrap around the top of your towel when you're getting dressed to hold it in place. So I think maybe a lot of people are familiar with towels that actually have the sewn in elastic. And this is where that came from is that I always had one of those, but I was traveling a lot and I loved it when I was getting dressed, even though I'm not in my towel that long, it just makes getting dressed so much easier. You know, if you could kind of wrap up and have a place to wipe your hands and run around and then I always put on my clothes last. Well, if I'm traveling, I didn't want to travel with an entire towel. 
So that was a problem. And then also the ones that used to be on the market, and I haven't really seen any, I haven't seen many recently, but they were really short. I'm I'm 5'9", and so they didn't really cover much. The ones with the built-in elastic, they didn't really cover much. And the elastic and Velcro wasn't, there wasn't a lot of it. So when you wash the towel, the Velcro and elastic are attached to the towel and it would get all gummy and gross and basically wouldn't work after a while. So I was like, okay, there has to be a better a better solution to this. And so I developed the, they're just simple bands that wrap around the top of your towel and and will hold it in place and they pack up really small. But they're, like you said, they're super, they're versatile. So you can use them when you're sitting by the beach or the pool on your lounge chair. You can kind of, if you lay a towel on your lounge chair, you just wrap the towel topper around that and the lounge chair and it keeps, well, it marks your spot, but it also keeps the towel from flapping in the wind or falling down your back. And then we've had people use it and at the airport, people have come through and bought them um, to hold that top bag on their roller. So they've got a rolling suitcase and then they have a bag that doesn't have a pass through for the handle. So they'll take a towel topper and wrap it around and it holds the bag on top of the rolling suitcase. So uh, it's just kind of got a versatile aspect to it, which is really nice. And it's a great price point and it has really cute sayings. So I encourage everyone to check it out. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk all things more that you're doing Great. to make travel a lot easier. Thanks. We are with Bridget Edwards from Sheer Brothers Custom Closets. Bridget, let's talk garages. What are you seeing in garage storage and organization? Garage storage is always nice. It's especially nice if you don't have a mudroom to store all those things like your kids' sporting equipment and boots and all those kinds of things that end up in the home. So we can outfit your garage with all kinds of different storage units and cabinets to keep your garage looking tidy and neat. We also do slat wall. We do workbenches. We do mega shelving, which really holds tons of weight and provides great storage for all those garage type things. And the mega shelving designed by Share Brothers by manufacturing and the depth options and length options are so incredible that you don't have a lot of dividers. So it's really easy to use. It's exactly that. It can pretty much hold anything or any weight. And I really do also like the idea of not having anxiety every time I drive into my garage and have to look at the mess. So this helps with that. What's the best way for people to initiate working with Shear Brothers? Call or you can go onto our website and from there, a designer will be in touch with you and we'll get the process started. The website is sheerbrosclosets.com. Phone number is 763-531-7400. I would have to say that Shear Brothers custom closets helps you get your zen on great way to put it i love that and we are back and i just mentioned that you have some other things that you do sell that are wonderful on your website i encourage everyone to go to your website and do it often because i'm sure you're going to have some new things launching um, as you get into the season but let's go back now let's talk about your business why did you do your business and what have you seen as the ups and downs and the biggest surprises? <laughs> well, it's a, those are a lot of <laughs> That's so a I, lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's learned uh, <laughs> how to ask questions from, from me. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, that's what Katie actually asked. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I, you know, as we talked about, I started because I wanted comfortable everyday underwear for, I was, I'm an average size American woman, 12, 14. So that's why I started. But I, couldn't find the bigger mission there for me in terms of like really driving um, because I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. And so I, you know, lingerie, I didn't really, and intimate apparel, I couldn't see the bigger picture for me. So like I said, I, I rebranded to uh, Urban Undercover, which we, where we focus more in the travel niche. And, you know, design and develop clothing that makes it easy for women to pack and makes them feel comfortable to get out in the world. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of it, the designing and the developing and the problem solving of making better things. But it's the reason why I do what I do is really what drives the clothing. Um, so it's important, the clothing is important, but I really think the mission is more important, which is to encourage women, really everyone, but because we we design and develop for women mostly, you know, that's kind of our target to get out and explore the world because yes, it's a beautiful place. The world is just 
crazy amazing. And so it is important to see that, just I think the beauty and fun to see. One of the things I think that is eye-opening when you do that is to, to unfortunately see also what trash and plastics and everything do to these beautiful places. So it kind of helps us be better humans in that way, hopefully. But even more importantly, I think it's the connection aspect. I really want people to get out and see how others live and learn from other people and just get a glimpse inside, you know, step outside your comfort zone and into someone else's. And I'm hoping that do by doing that, you become, you know, a little bit more open-minded and a little bit kinder to each other. I think our world really needs a little bit more understanding and acceptance of each other. And I think just getting to see how others live can help you do that. That's so true. That's so true. You started your first international travel experience was Guatemala. And interestingly enough, short of going to Mexico, I think that was my first international travel experience as well on a mission trip. And that is life-changing in and of itself. Yeah. It's it, tone, doesn't it? For everything else to come. It does. So like, yeah, I guess technically my first international would have been Mexico too, but we went, you know, I went with a friend to a, an all-inclusive resort and which was beautiful and fun and gorgeous and, you know, great. Um, and you're in high school and that's awesome. But it was the trip to Guatemala that really we had the opportunity to stay in homes with Guatemalans who were just amazingly appreciative of us, of us being there. And just to see that at such a young age, well, it's not even that young now, but I mean, I, you know, I'm glad I saw it at least in high school so that I could kind of start to open up my world a little bit more. And it was very eye-opening to see how different people live and very cool. And when you think about that from a business standpoint, some of the things that you take from that is you don't even realize it, but how to interact with people that have different, that come from different backgrounds, different things that bring different things to the table and to be able to weave that all together. And now you've put a business together, you've got manufacturing in different countries. You've got all these different things that you've had to weave together to make this business go. What are some of the biggest frustrations you've hit doing that? You know, I think as a small business, one of the biggest is always financial. And so with that, you run into the chicken and it's, I would say financial and being able to hire help. I have the most, I feel so incredibly lucky. I have the most amazing team of people who care and everything, but I would love to be able to hire more, but you get stuck. You know, it's the financial aspect, I think, which is is hard when growing because so much money needs to go right back into manufacturing and just all the things, well, at least with a product-based business. So definitely financial and then being able to hire help, I think are the two biggest. And when I started, this is so funny to even think about. I was talking about this the other day with somebody. It's funny to think about because it's so just common now. I mean, you, you're looking for something, you open up your computer or you flip open your phone and you start looking for it. You start searching for a manufacturer, you start searching for fabric or whatever it is. Well, when I started, you didn't search the internet for things. It was that seems really funny to, but I mean, 2011, you weren't doing that. So I don't come from an apparel background. And so it was a whole lot of literally picking up the phone and calling. So at that time, I'd say that was a barrier that was really frustrating to build the business. It was just a very slow way of trying to figure out how to get this done. But don't you say back then when you did make a phone call, people actually picked up and answered? Yeah, yeah. Where today you can do a lot on the internet, but then try to get a hold of somebody or send an email or do something and you can wait days or it might never happen. So you have to resend everything that you just did. Yeah. And I have to, you know, back in, I just, there are a lot of people that I think back at that time for just believing in me and not, because I really literally called, I was like, um, I want to make underwear, but I have no idea how. And they were like, what? But they all like really listened to me and listened to my 
story and dream and everything, and we're willing to help. So without those people at the very beginning, I for sure wouldn't be here. Do you still have any of those people with you? Do you still work with them? I don't still work with them. Just because I would say it was people who directed me in the right places. I, it was kind of those people and who kind of helped me flush out the idea and flush out one woman who I do still stay in contact with. We don't work as much together. She was my first pattern designer for the underwear and she ended up moving to Alaska. So that was why we had kind of stopped working together because she moved, but um, we definitely still stay in. She, she's now back, but we definitely still stay in touch and she's she's amazing. But if she hadn't have said you know, well, I'll, I'll work with this crazy woman and see what I can do for <laughs> for creating some underwear. She created the very first designs of our underwear, and I am her name's Cheryl, and I'm forever grateful to her. Do you get to travel now that you have a smart business and you're a mom? I mean, are you still <laughs> traveling so that you can well develop more ideas or? Yes. So it, I did. I was traveling a lot. And then, you know, like the rest of the world, we took a little break. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, an, uh, an unwanted break from travel. Um, and then we, um, you know, once kind of travel started picking up again, um, I was pregnant. <laughs> I have a two-year-old now. So um, that sort of put, and I, and I totally believe that she will be, in fact, um she will be a traveler. We 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 very much will have her, and we've actually had her um, a couple of. We took her to Costa Rica and to um, a couple other places within, but it's a little bit more difficult. But now that she's two, we're going to get back into it and have some plans to go places. So, yeah, traveling is absolutely my my passion, and I very much enjoy it for so many reasons. But it also helps me get ideas and it definitely helps the business. So when I travel, it's obviously a personal, you know, satisfaction, but definitely helps with my professional life as well. Well, and you're creating people of the world. You're yeah. And your daughter that gift to be a person of the world. And yeah. understanding a lot sooner than we did how important those connections are and how really we're just one way of thinking here in the United yeah. States. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole yeah. big world out there. Well, and I and I'll say too, one of the things as I'm building this business that just, you know, it just humbles me and makes me smile and is just really amazing is the community of people that have joined our I mean, essentially joined our business and you know, the support, the social media, the people who, you know, I've never met before, but are our biggest cheerleaders. And that to me, I mean, it gives me goosebumps. And that's why I do this, you know, it's people, they supporting and believing in our mission, you know, yes, the clothing, but the deeper mission of really connecting with each other. And so that to me, I think is another one of my everyday motivators is this community of people that just are supporting everything we're doing. And it's, and that I don't even know it personally, but feel like I've known, you know, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Let me ask you back to the business. When did you decide to open up a retail store? Because you are in the Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport. I think that was your first location. Like what made you decide to take that big jump? Well, so, and I have to really thank Minneapolis St. Paul Airport for taking a chance on me. They're, they're a really great, just a really great organization. And I think really big supporters of local. They really want I mean, as an international airport, they want to showcase and shine Minnesota. I think that they do a very, very good job of that. So I went to them in 2018 with the idea of, you know, our our business and would it fit just because, you know, I had had other people suggest, you know, you're great. You, I mean, our, that's our, our customers, the traveler, and we'd be talking to them right in there. What we do with travel is try to solve kind of the pain points of, you know, just to make it easier. So we're talking to people in their element, maybe when they're actually literally dealing with the pain point. And I had other people suggest that would be a great place. So I went to the airport and they said, yeah, sure, let's give it a try. And so we built a little 10 by 10 and it was right at the beginning of the C concourse, right as you get onto the tram there. And at that time, like we were right outside of Starbucks and everything. Um, and we were there for three months, but then they were doing remodeling that whole area. 
So we moved within the airport just for a couple more months, then ended up pulling that down. And then the airport said, hey, we've got a place on the G concourse. Would you like to try that? And I said, sure, that it's great. So we're right outside G11, 12, and 13 on the G concourse. And we opened that in 2019, July of 2019. And then it was great. And then closed in 2020, March because of uh, the pandemic, which was a bummer. But then we just reopened on the G in April and it's been fantastic. I still have my, I bought the wrap. Oh yeah. It's taupe. Oh yeah. Taupe color, very light, but very, oh, so comfortable. I still have it. I still wear it when I travel. And then I Amazing. bought the I bought the towel straps. Oh yeah, thank you. A couple for gifts. So and one for myself, which yeah, thank you. I have at the lake and I use. Really fantastic and what a great location. And now on the way to the new, the new Delta Sky Club down there too, which and yes. that's that's probably the busiest concourse, wouldn't you say? I'd say that one and um, that and the F are probably they're too busiest because Delta being the hub and and stuff. So yeah, it's it's a great and the airport is really supportive of us and it's been a really fun and and actually we I have some of my team members and stuff. Like I love working out at the airport because well I love airports and the energy of airports, but talking to our customer right there and hearing their stories and I'm getting I'll get texts from our team members all the time of, oh my gosh this woman just came through and she's doing this and it was so cool to hear. And it's just, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place to be. That's so neat. That's so neat. Thanks. You get your energy from the airport, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm an extrovert. So yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And you have great little bags that have wonderful little sayings on them that do you come up with those or is it someone that might've come in and said something and then you decide, Oh, that would be good on a bag. Both. So I've written a couple and then some are like things I've found and stuff. And yeah, so a a mixture of both. And we're kind of doing, so we did bags for a little bit. We're retiring some of those. We have some new prints, um, letterpress prints. We're working with a, you know, the whole idea is I really enjoy, you know, like I I said, problem solving the pain points with the clothing and the accessories and, and that sort of stuff. But I you know, we want to encourage travel. So, it, you know, however we can do that just sort of fits into our brand. And we're working with a local letterpress printer who will print some of those quotes and does some of that. So you can actually hang somewhere. And that went really well. We were at the state fair. Those went really well at the fair. So it's fun to be in people's homes, inspiring them to get out and travel. Sari, if you had a piece of advice to anybody who was thinking of starting a business now, what would it be? Oh, wow. Find a network. I have been lucky enough to find, you know, a a group of women in business that, because it's hard, it's very hard, but it's very rewarding. I think, well, two things. I think the most important thing, the most important piece of advice that I actually probably would give somebody is really believe in what you're doing. If you don't believe in what you're doing and why you're doing it, it's too easy to give up and you need to really believe in what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then my second piece of advice would be to find a network. And and they don't even have to be. It's it's very comforting and awesome that the other women that I have found are in business because then we can they can help me walk through, you know, they're almost my board of advisors in in a sense, you know, like, oh, I've got this problem, you know, what in just kind of walking me through a lot of the pain points and stuff. And being really awesome supporters and cheerleaders on all the highs too. So I think those are two really important things to do if you're going to start a business. And judging from what you're saying and how long you've been doing it, you have to be okay with failure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to really be okay operating outside your comfort zone and taking risks because there are a lot of risks involved. But if you believe in it and you really, it's something you're passionate about, you can do it. Well, I have also a question. What do you think your superpower is? Oh, <laughs> mm. um, you know, I'm, I might say my extroverted quality, like 
because I am an extrovert and because I really, I love people. I love talking to people and that's like the heart of our brand. And in business, you have to be willing to take the chances, like I said, and, you know, risks and all of that. And I think for some people, just getting out and talking to people is hard and it's not as hard for me. So I would say that maybe that's my superpower, that that has been really, really an amazing trait to have for me in building this is that I'm not necessarily scared to approach somebody to ask them something and connect with people, I guess. That's a good superpower to have because that's hard for many, many people. Yeah, I feel I feel lucky that I can I can do that. It's a fabulous superpower and skill that I think probably mm-hmm. developed over time. Yeah, definitely. Are you I come journaler? from a large family. Are you a journaler? I know Lisa is a I don't know, Lisa, if you're necessarily a journaler, but you write you write and you you set goals and you are very good at that. Yes, I well, I don't necessarily journal anymore. I used to. I mean, all the way through high school, college. I mean, I had journals and journals that were all lost in a flood, which is a really big bummer. But I used to journal, and I really do enjoy writing. It's actually one of the things that you know we talked about the pain points of being able to hire. Once I can free up a little bit of my time, I would like to write more for the business because I do really enjoy that part of it. That's also a very good skill to have. Well, <laughs> I tend to be the very long-winded, well, both talker and writer. So we'll <laughs> we'll see after you maybe have read some stuff and be like, well, she can shorten this up a little. <laughs> you know why? It's because of those international <laughs> flights and you're sitting next yeah, to yeah. time to talk. So <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> a stranger is a friend you haven't met, right? That's- yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's how you go. Well, Sari, really, it's been delightful having you join us. We're going to switch gears and we always ask our guest for a suggestion on a nonprofit, which you gave us Surfrider Foundation, which we have covered before. And I, I understand with sustainability and all of that, why why you like them. But then we talked about pivoting because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this podcast will drop in October. So we thought it would be good to highlight some organizations that really are working in that sphere. And we all know about the the usual. So we, we wanted to pull out a few. There's an excellent organization called Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which is bcrf.org. Then there is breastcancer.org also working in the the field of research heavily, uh, sorry, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, heavily in the field of research, many different, I think they have 48 different research grants going right now to cure cancer, different types of breast cancer in the different phases. Breastcancer.org covers so many different, It we could talk for an hour on that. And then there is another organization called Living Beyond Breast Cancer, which is lbbc.org that was started by a doctor who was finding it hard to find resources for her patients who were struggling with, and I would think the family members of patients struggling. So we really want to encourage people to be aware that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we Thank you, Sari, for giving this space to talk in that area, as we are all women. Talked about boobs when we opened the show. We're talking about boobs. <laughs> it up. And you know, dealing with boobs in your business yeah. <laughs> are pretty darn important. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Well, thank Sari, you so thank much for you having so me. so much. You were yeah. delightful and insightful. And I encourage everybody to go on your website and look at all of your wonderful products that you have. And if you're traveling in the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, to check it out. And Siri, what is your website and social media? Where are you on social media that we can find you? We're urbanundercover.com for our website. And we do have new products. We're kind of in this transition period. We're bringing in some new products late fall, early, early December. And then our Instagram is Urban Undercover and Pinterest is Urban Undercover. So pretty much if you look up Urban Undercover, I think you'll, I think Facebook where I am Urban Undercover. 
Fantastic. Thank you, Sari. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciated it. Pleasure was all ours. Lisa, so many things. Uh, it doesn't make you just want to get on a plane. I just want to get on a plane. I want to go somewhere. I want to plan a trip. I want to get okay, that up. First, first, you have to prepare and pack. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I feel I feel better equipped because my closet is completely clean, so I'll be able to pull things out and zippity slit. But I need to yeah. order some underwear. For the underwear is great. The yeah. underwear is great. I have it. I wear it. It washes up so nice. I've worn it for a while. Uh, I, it's great. I'm really upset with you that you have not shared that with me sooner. Well, it was going to be a surprise. That's why oh. I wanted her on the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I shall be ordering. Say, listen, to wrap things up, we really are as we start our sixth season. Yes. Well, we're, we've, we've dropped one episode in six, but we are starting. We are yeah. turning it up. Dropped one episode and we, we really didn't talk about it, but here we are. Three plus years into this, having a blast. Grateful Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. If you want to learn more about us, go to theviewingyourmirror.com. From there, you can go to Lisa's site. You can go to my site. You can see everyone we've talked to. You can see all the nonprofits we've focused on. You can see who our sponsors are. You can really learn everything about us. Please make sure that you like and share us and you rate us on the podcast platform of your choice that helps us grow our podcast and bring more people in who are crazy enough to listen to us just like you we want to thank you so much and we want you to have the best possible view in your mirror which is why we do what we do until next time make it the best day yet 